0: You are Listening to the Project Weight Loss Podcast, where your best life is just one project away. And now your host and life coach, Fina Perez. Seasons, greetings, lovely listeners. Welcome back. And I have to say, I'm excited to come to you with this topic today. We're going to be tapping into our minds, and we will do this to help us feel better. That's what it is about today: feeling better and how to feel better. You know this week was really busy. (laughs) How about you? Was it busy too? Oh my goodness. I was talking to someone and we were talking about the holidays and she was saying how she has not bought a single thing. And I was like, kudos to you that you have not. But she didn't. the, The reason why I say kudos is because she did not look stressed at all. She's like, I'm not worried. Not a big deal. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my goodness, I want to be you. Although I have to say I'm done with my shopping. So I'm also proud of myself too. Very different perspectives, right? Because I did do shopping, but it was really interesting. So this week was great. I got to see some friends I had not seen. And I love catching up with them. A couple of weeks ago, I had my girls night out with my long term friends that I just love. And they're beautiful. You know, it's just so nice to see old friends. I got to hang out with two other besties that I coach and I just love to be around. And that was really nice. And then I also went back to my hiking friends that I love to see, they really motivate me and keep me on my toes. You know, we need to be surrounded by people that build us up. And I love to see my friends and I love to see other people and really catch up and see how they're doing, right? So I want to build them up too. (laughs) It goes both ways. And, you know, I also started my strength training for a second round now, I just finished four weeks of strength training with Jorge Cruz, so rinse and repeat it is. <laughs> and I also celebrated with my little sister, my sister-in-law, Dina. Shout out to her for finishing her master's degree, her MPA. She's joining the almost 6% of Latinas that attain their master's. It's a really low number, but we're working to get that up. And so it was really great to see and celebrate her accomplishment. It's not easy when you're working full time, a single mom of a little one and kicking some honey buns out there with the (laughs) books. I really love it. So kudos to her. I'm really proud of her. And you know, this week, I coached and got coached. And it was really great. In fact, for a moment there, I felt better. And I felt at peace in the moment. I was rapping gifts in the evening, listening to some holiday music and that playlist finished and then some other music started and it was really fun and I decided to give myself joy and so I danced, I danced and then I put on my favorite song and it was just, it was great. (laughs) Now, I'm not the best dancer, but I did take eight years of dance lessons, so I know a little and I got to say, I just love it. And I love this moment because it made me think, how often do I bring myself joy with these, with what on the surface would seem small and insignificant actions, right? Me dancing to the beat. (laughs) And in that moment, I felt happiness. I felt joy. I felt it on purpose. And that was great. How about you? Are you a big time ballroom dancer? Are you just someone that just likes to, to move to the beat? Or you like, do you like to actually go out there and, and go dancing? Or it's not your thing. It's okay too. You know, I know a couple of people that love to ballroom dance and well, it's pretty impressive. In any case, I was dancing and in that moment, I felt better than I have felt in weeks. I was dancing alone and all was well with the world in that single moment. I felt better. I felt joy. And you know, I can't remember that last time I did that. And I was thinking about a coaching call I had recently had, and I asked one of my lovely clients how they felt, and they said they felt better, so much better. And so today, that is what I want to talk with you about, how we can feel better, but not just in any way, using science. I want to talk about cognitive behavioral science. You know, the CBT science is not really that complex, and it's not a secret society for brainiacs, right? It really, what it is, it's a powerful tool that can really reshape the way we think, feel, and ultimately how we live our lives. And so I want to first start with this idea of feeling better. Because with emotions, we can be drama queens, right? (laughs) Or we know of people that can be drama queens. And the truth is, we do not need this unnecessary drama in our lives. And we don't need unnecessary worry in our lives either. You know, we worry so much about the things that happen or the things that are happening or the things that could happen. And really, it's not necessary. I know it happens, but it's not necessary. We think these emotions like worry just happen, but they don't. And we're going to talk about that. Some people think that if they can just get to the right size or weight, well, then life will be good. Or if we get the money, life will be fantastic. We will feel happy. And let me just say, I think that it's not necessarily these exterior situations that bring us joy, that make us happy or make us feel better. It's not the money. It's not being at your ideal weight that makes you happy or even the special relationship that we seek. It's how we think we're going to feel when we attain those things. We are basing our perspective of a future happiness on something outside ourselves, outside this moment, And this is why it's so elusive. Think about it. We think it's going to be better there than here. And now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you won't have momentary joy. I'm saying that generally we think that obtaining these things outside of us is how we will feel good, how we will feel joy. And I know for me, I thought if I had the body size I want and if I had the relationship, and if I had the house, and if I had the job, and if I have dot, 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 I will be happy. And you know, the way I wanted to feel was to have passion in my life, to feel alive. And if I had those things, that would bring passion to my being. And guess what? Fights, work on the house, aging bodies, life comes our way. And the passion I thought escaped me. You see, We don't always need to find and be in this happy and passionate moment. We don't always have to be excited. We can know that we are on the way. And that stepping stone, that progress, that journey can help us find our peace or our joy. And, you know, I never considered that the joy comes from within. I never considered or even knew that I could create joy within me. And I'm like, geez, no one tells us these things. And this is where this work is so amazing because I can work to create the passion in my life. I can create the body size I want and be about it. No big deal. It's not what makes me happy, but it is a goal I can achieve to move towards what makes me happy and to do those things today that can make me happy today, if that's what I want. And you know, I found out that through the tools we will go over today, you can create and recreate the joy, the passion, the determination and pride that you're looking for. And you know, like I said, we're not taught how to help ourselves feel better. We're not taught how to truly be cognizant about our lives. We're taught to read, write, math. And I love this stuff, you know. I love to read and write. I love math. But in this situation, in life, No one really teaches us about relating and working to get to what we want, how we want to feel. Well, we're not taught how to help ourselves to do this, how to feel better, and ultimately how to call on that peace and bliss at will. Yes, at will. We're that powerful. Our emotions, our feelings, how you feel right now is what will propel you to find the passion to act or not act. And that is why this is so valuable to know, right? Because we think that we do things because that's how we just do them. We're supposed to do X, Y, and Z. We do things based on how we feel. And so that's why it's important to take a look at the emotions and take a look at how you're feeling and feel on purpose. Your feelings are what moves you to your bliss. This is cognitive behavioral science, and it is a ninja skill. You know, we think that we're at the effect of our feelings, like I mentioned, because of what someone did to us or because of what we did. But the truth is that we are at the effects of our thoughts. It's how we think and make meaning of what someone does or says or what we get or don't get that is at the base. And oh, my goodness, this is such good news for us. Our habitual thoughts become our belief systems, good or bad. So I want us to step back for a minute. And think of a project plan. You know, when we work on a project, we consider how long it's going to take. We estimate based on some knowledge. And for me, I love to go to the finish line and see myself there. And then I look back. I have a look back period where I reverse engineer how to get there. So I start to count back looking at the tasks and dependencies, right? What's dependent on each other? Like, do I need to do this first or that first? What do I need to do first, second, and so on? And it can be the same for your feelings. If I want to feel passionate, I want to feel better. I know that my thoughts are what's going to move me to get there. So I start thinking about what I'm thinking. What believable thought or thoughts do I need to think along the way that will get me that feeling of passion or drive? You see, the emotion as I mentioned, and I'm going to repeat it because it bears repeating. The emotion is what drives the action, what gives us the drive to act. So that emotion you seek at its root is based on a thought. Know what you're thinking. Know what your thoughts are. The first step is to look at your thought patterns. We have to start here because we can't change where we're not cognizant, aware of, we can't change what we don't even know to understand. So cognitive behavioral science teaches us to identify negative thoughts first, those self-limited beliefs that hold us back. It's like cleaning out the clutter from your mental space. By recognizing and challenging these thoughts, we can begin to create a more positive and empowering mindset. And here's where I want to bring up a maester this week, a new one for me. And many of the maestros, in fact, the large majority I bring you each week, I have been following and reading and studying their work for years. But this one is new to me. He is C. Robert Cloninger, and he wrote the science of well-being. He's a psychiatrist by trait, and he teaches us a thing or two. He looks at biomedicine and psychosocial science. And all this means is that he looks at our physiology, our bodies, basically, and our minds. And he also looks at the spirit because he, like me, is looking for self-transcendence. So what is that really? Well, I want to tell you what self-transcendence is. According to the Oxford Dictionary, it's the overcoming of the limits of the individual self and its desire in spiritual contemplation. And realization, end of quote. Spiritual contemplation and realization. It's awareness. And it's awareness of ourselves and the spirit and the energy around us. So good. It's our spirituality, the moments of solitude, mindfulness, and awe of the gifts we have been given, the spirit. And I think that this is why for me, it's so important to go into gratitude. And I've spoken so much about gratitude, but this is where I think that the spirit gets regenerated, right? With this concept of gratitude. So, To me, this is why awareness has to come first because this is what we're talking about in that spiritual contemplation and realization. Because we have to know what we're thinking and we can't know that if we don't know how we feel in the moment right now. We want to have this openness and space for ourselves. And so the first step for this nature is calm. And to me, this has such personal meaning because I come to you on many occasions sharing my, my meditations in the Calm app, and it may sound like a commercial for them, but it's not. You see, they're onto something with this calm. They have been thinking about this stuff and bringing it to us. And this calm is a way to help us accept our situations in the moment, letting go of those fears many times of what has not happened yet. Letting those emotions go for the moment. And what this does is that it creates space in our mind to become self-aware. Become, as this maester teaches, more cooperative. Find and tell our truths and eventually find self-transcendence. You see, we all have that inner dialogue that can either be our biggest cheerleader or our harshest critic. I love this master because he really gets to the point of what this is. And what this cognitive behavioral techniques teach us, the science, help us do is to reframe negative emotions and negative self-talk into positive affirmations and thoughts that over time become new belief systems. Remember, the way you speak to yourself matters and it can greatly impact how you feel about yourself and your weight loss journey, our Project Weight Loss. You know, I speak to this in our mindset episode, and I will link it in the show notes. If you haven't heard it, I had a lot of fun creating it for you. And I did it mindfully because today I want to bring it all together. So I want to pause here for a minute and ask you a few questions. And these for me are questions I ask my clients. So I want to ask you as you're sitting there, whether you're sitting in your car or whether you're going on a walk, I want to ask you these questions. What do you feel on the regular? Really think about it. Are you a worrier? Are you worrying? Are you afraid? Are you fearful? Are you angry? Disappointed? Discouraged? Are you unsatisfied? Are you sad? Are you regretful? You see, all of these are emotions. We label them as bad. They're not bad. They're just emotions. And we can't do anything with them if we're not cognizant of them. What are you feeling the majority of the time? Ask yourself this amazing question. Then ask yourself the next question, a genius and simple question. What are you good at? What are those ninja skills that you have? What have others said you're good at? And ask yourself, how does that feel? To think of these skills, to think of these these character perspectives that you have that are really just noteworthy for you. How does that feel, right? What are you good at? And this really brings us to mindfulness, really, to know what it is we're feeling and who we are really. What are we good at, right? And then how do I want to feel, right? Find that feeling and ask, what do I need to do to? think, to feel this way. And, you know, it sounds a little bit off, right? You think, well, what do you mean, what am I good at? How does that fit? But it so fits. It so fits because we go, we gravitate to these feelings of worry, these feelings of anxiety, these feelings of fear, and they're based on a sense of that, that we don't have what we need and we have so much of what we need. Right? And we just don't remember who we are. And I want you to remember who you are, really. And so when I ask you this third question, which I'm, I'm going to repeat it because I think it's important and it bears repeating, how do I want to feel? Find that feeling and ask, what do I need to think to feel this on purpose? And in order to really create a belief system from the thoughts, we have to rehearse them and practice them. And the key here is that it has to feel right in your spirit, because that transcendence can't happen if your spirit isn't in tune with you. It has to be believable to you. Now, let's dive a bit into cognitive behavioral changes and how they happen. And how they happen is really at the basis of a decision, right? When we decide to take the small actionable steps whether it's incorporating healthier habits or challenging ourselves to step outside our comfort zones, these changes, they can have a deep impact on our overall well-being. So, and, and you know when I think about it, how can you apply cognitive behavioral science to feeling better in your weight loss journey, right? How can we put this all together? It's about reshaping your thoughts, improving your self-talk, in making sustainable behavioral changes. One thing is dependent on the other, right? It's really about a project. It's how we get to that goal of what we want. We want to feel better. And I want us to feel intentionally because the truth is we don't always want to be happy, upbeat or passionate. But when we do want to feel better, Let's work on that. Better about our weight loss journey. Better about how we feel about our relationships. Better about how we feel about ourselves. In reshaping our thoughts, feeling our emotions on purpose, we get to start the work of making sustainable behavioral changes. And I know that the brain, our neurotransmitters are looking for pleasure and safety, all the things that keep us comfortable. Or we just put our heads down and get to work. Busy ourselves to distract ourselves from what we want and how we want to feel, right? Because we have these emotions that we perceive as negative and we don't want to feel them. So we just busy ourselves. But we need to be in full awareness first of our brains. That's what we need to do. This way, we lessen the comfort foods, the actions that we go and take. We lessen the alcohol, the overspending. And yes, the social media. And we end up feeling better in the process. So let's recap some of these concepts. We need to pay attention to our thoughts and feelings without judgment. And to me, awareness is the first step in feeling better. Mindful awareness. And one way you can come back to center is to do something called noting. And all that is, is becoming aware of your senses, what you're hearing, the sounds, seeing, feeling, getting in touch with those senses in you. And Maester Jeff Warren teaches that it brings you back to the simplicity of just being alive right now in this moment. And this can be done by a body scan, just calmly and quietly paying attention to your body for 90 seconds or for longer. You know, it doesn't have to be huge, but if you want it to be longer, it can be. The other thing that you can do is a very task model. And I'm not going to go over the full model, but it really is rooted in cognitive behavioral science. And so I'm going to go ahead and link that episode in the show notes for you. The other thing that you can do is journal. Write your feelings on the top of the page and then go, right? Everything comes out and take a look at it. Asking yourself. Are these thoughts true? Like, I'm feeling this worry and I'm feeling these things and all this stuff that's in my mind, but is it true, right? Do I really need to be worried about this stuff? And here's the thing. It doesn't all have to be serious or painful, right? I mean, you know, we talked about having some fun too. You can also have fun with this mindfulness and with your project weight loss. For example, I'll give you my fun side tip, mindful munching chew your food like it owes you money, (laughs) right? Be mindful, be aware of what and how much you eat and enjoy it. Then look to your strengths and capabilities, you know, separate from having fun, what are your genius or ninja skills and remind yourself. So if this is difficult, you know, I suggest that you listen or re-listen to episode 82 on positive labels. Be kind to others, but really also be kind to you too. Understand, be self-aware and move with kindness. Love yourself through this process, this life, right? I think of life and we think of life as like an end goal. Life is a process. And, you know, I sometimes think it's so hard for us, right? Sometimes it's so hard for us to be compassionate to ourselves and to forgive ourselves. But think about it. How would you forgive a friend? What would you say to a friend that is feeling how you feel, right? How would a good friend treat you? Then treat yourself that way. You know, another fun side tip, (laughs) dance off the drama and the heaviness of life. Do like I did and have a solo dance off in your room. Then get to work, get the action plan and celebrate your victories along the way. And with that, I want to leave you with my thought, my quote of the week from me. In the dance of life, let your mindset shape your reality. You have the power to rewrite and shape your story. Let every thought, feeling, and action reflect the best version of you. Thank you for joining me this week. I love you, and I hope you feel inspired to incorporate a couple of these tools in your journey towards a healthier, happier you. Remember, every step, every small step counts. Until next week, keep living your best life. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're ready to achieve your weight loss goal and grow into your most authentic and amazing self along the way, check out our website at projectweightloss.org. See you there.